In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Joshua chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, where I'll answer the question, what were the cities of refuge? Joshua chapter 20, verses 1 through 6 says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Say to the people of Israel, Appoint the cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who strikes any person without intent or unknowingly may flee there. They shall be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of these cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and explain his case to the elders of that city. Then they shall take him into the city and give him a place, and he shall remain with them. And if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not give up the manslayer into his hand, because he struck his neighbor unknowingly and did not hate him in the past. And he shall remain in that city until he has stood before the congregation for judgment, until the death of him who is high priest at the time. Then the manslayer may return to his own town and his own home, to the town from which he fled. A lot of times people have this idea of the Old Testament that it was a time and a place where people would just exact vengeance for themselves, where they would go out and seek to avenge any kind of harm or distrust or shame that had befallen them. Well, what I've seen as we've gone through the text of Scripture together is that there are so many occasions where that type of behavior is curtailed, where there are opportunities given to those who might be guilty to actually find justice. So the cities of refuge exist as a means of escaping those who would seek revenge for the death of a family member. Here are three thoughts from Joshua chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, answering the question, what were the cities of refuge? Thought number one, manslaughter. Manslaughter is something that happens. It happens whether you want it to or not. It just sort of occurs. Manslaughter is when a person is accidentally killed. And this is the provision provided for the people of Israel for when this happens. If a person accidentally or by negligence kills another individual, they have the opportunity to escape the vengeance of that person's family members by fleeing to a city of refuge. And it's there at the city of refuge where they'll be able to plead their case and be found innocent of killing that person. Thought number two, avenger of blood. In the ancient world, there's this standard that families used to follow. And if one of your family members was killed, it was incumbent upon the other folks in that family to avenge the death of their family member. This is one of the things that we see happening all throughout human history in multiple cultures where one family might have a feud or something like that with another family because of an incident that has taken place in the past. Well, the avenger of blood was the person with the responsibility of getting vengeance for the death of their family member. And here's how this plays out. If you were to kill one of my family members, I might decide that justice needs to be done and that you need to die for having killed one of my family members. I would then be the avenger of blood, the one seeking to even the score, so to speak, between your family and mine. 
Thought number three, congregational judgment. So when the person who has inadvertently or accidentally killed another decides that they don't want to be killed by the avenger of blood, they are to flee to a city of refuge. They are to go to one of these specially assigned cities that exist throughout the forming Israel, and they are to plead their case before the elders there. They are to explain the situation as it happened. And then if the avenger of blood comes and seeks them out, then there is a trial that takes place before the congregation, before the people of the city. And they make the distinction as to whether or not this person was guilty of manslaughter or guilty of murder. If the person is found guilty of murder, then the death penalty would ensue. If the person is found guilty of manslaughter, then they are to spend the time there in the city of refuge until the high priest dies, and then they're able to go back home. So the person who's guilty of manslaughter ultimately is going to have their lives changed, but they might not be killed for the crime that they have done. All of this points to the importance of life in the Bible, the importance of honor, the necessity for sin to be punished, but also concession to be made for those who commit sin unintentionally. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of Joshua chapter 16 through 20. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.